Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Berlin Belly Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Rush, and this week my guest is Mary Louise Krona, the baker behind the OK Cafe on Flugerstrasse in Neukölln here in Berlin. Mary Louise is from Sweden and she's going to tell us about moving to Berlin, about her progress from baking for friends to selling her buns of joy, that's what she calls them, at uh, local markets here and then to moving on to open up her very own cafe. Um, thank you very much to Flux FM where we record the Berlin Belly podcast and here we're going to have a chat with Mary Louise from OK Cafe. If you're hungry, You might want to you might want to go out and grab a cinnamon bun before you listen to this podcast. So, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of cinnamon buns right now. Welcome to the Berlin Belly Podcast, Mary Thank Louise <laughs> from OK Cafe. Um, maybe before we start talking about uh, what you do in Berlin, can you tell us a bit about your background, um, where you're from? Yeah, um, so I'm from Stockholm in Sweden, mm -hmm. and yeah, I grew up there and studied and everything there. And then a couple of years ago, I started going to Berlin, just like for fun. And then four and a half years ago, I decided to move here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what I did. But actually, I don't come from a gastronomy background or anything. I actually studied uh, art history and curating, and that's why I moved to Berlin too, because it's a great art scene here. But then at some point I decided that it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the cinnamon buns <laughs> took over? Yeah, they took over. I started, I mean, I've been baking for many years, and then I just started baking for friends and stuff here. And then someone said, oh, you should actually sell the cinnamon buns. And I thought, oh, really? And, but then I started doing that. And I started selling them at um, flea markets. And I had a little bike. Um, and I went by the name of Buns of Joy. And I had a couple of different buns. And I was selling them every week and baking at home like 300 buns in my small kitchen at Whoa. home. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. pretty intense. <laughs> Wow. And did it become your full-time job, that, that first beginning? Or were you doing it on the side of something else as well? I was actually like in between. It was just when I decided that I didn't want to work with art anymore and I needed to do something. So I started uh, baking the buns and doing that. And then I actually got a job in retail and then I needed to do that for a while. So I, did, I took a little break from baking uh, but then at some point I realized that oh, I actually really need to do something else and I need to do something more creative and have some kind of other uh, input rather than just selling fashion. <laughs> yes and uh, is that when you decided to open the cafe? That's when I decided to do my blog uh, Mac is Mash and I did that for a while um, and it was actually a lot of fun. We did little videos, me and my boyfriend. Um, so that was really like a good creative thing. And, and at the what was the blog about? Uh, food, food. Me cooking. Okay. Yeah. So I tried to, I only cook vegetarian. So I did little videos where I made um, like vegetarian recipes that I came up with and 
but I also did photos and stuff, but the videos took quite a lot of time to uh, shoot and everything, but it was a fun side project, but then I kind of realized I wanted to cook for people too, so I started doing um, like little pop-up things, um, so I had a couple of pop-up dinners, and it was so much fun. So going beyond kind of the buns to making meals. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... Um, what yeah, kind of food did you make for the pop-ups? I had different themes every time. Um, I remember once after New Year, I had a, a detox retox thing. So it was like healthy food, but with yeah. a lot of wine on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, re retox again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, so I tried to be creative and it was fun. And it was also quite challenging because it was always like around 25, 30 people. And they were all being served at the same time. So mm -hmm. it was really um, yeah, that's like high pressure, but it was a good uh, challenge for me. Yeah. Um, but then I decided to um, quit my day job. And then I had no idea what to do. I just knew I wanted to do something with food. And I thought, okay, I need to, I need to put myself out there and see what I can do, actually. Yeah. And then... We found a space for the cafe and it all went pretty fast from that. Um, where, uh, tell us where the shop is, where OK Cafe is. It's on uh, Flügerstrasse mm -hmm. 68. Mm -hmm. um, so it's in Neukölln, a really good location close to the canal. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really nice there actually. And we were a bit unlucky. We had a big scaffolding. It came up two weeks after yeah. we opened, oh. <laughs> so it was really terrible. But now it's down and uh, we're really visible and everything. Great. So, it's, um, so it's what really is nice. the menu at OK Cafe? Um, it's only vegetarian. We're not really like promoting us as a vegetarian cafe, but um, I only cook vegetarian stuff. So we have, I tried to find a good balance between healthy food and a bit more like indulgent. Yes. Um, so we have uh, a salad and a new salad is coming up soon. Um, we have um, like avocado toast and a really cheesy grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. <laughs> Yum. And then we have breakfast stuff like overnight oats and chia pudding and things like that. A really nice buckwheat cream. Um, and also a lot of baked stuff, and we have the buns of joy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, and does your your Swedish uh, roots have an influence on what you what you make in the kitchen? Yeah, I always try to think about uh, Swedish flavors. Um, it's not so easy all the time because there's a lot of uh, fish stuff in the Swedish cuisine, and also a lot of meat. But I try to like look at my background and what flavors do I miss from Sweden I tried to put it in my own cooking too yeah and was was cooking part of your life growing up like as a child did you cook in the kitchen or did you learn from some family members or anything uh, my mom is actually an amazing chef she's really good but she's also quite bossy <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't really I was always watching and everything but uh, I always did everything a bit too slow and not exactly the way she wanted it so I was more of an observer in the kitchen I always did baking because that I could do on my own and like do whatever I wanted but the cooking actually started pretty late only after I moved uh, to my own mm. place so I would say early 20s that's when I started cooking okay And uh, what do you think about the food scene in Berlin and how it's kind of developed a lot in the last few years? I really like it. Um, for me, who 
come from Stockholm, where everything is very, very expensive. It's fun here, I think, because it doesn't really matter what you do or what your job is. More or less, everyone can afford to have some kind of meal in a restaurant. And I really appreciate that because I'm so used to being like having to save up to be able to go out on a restaurant yep. or something. So I, I think it's really nice that everyone can join and it's more affordable out. here yeah it really yeah. is um is the same kind of thing happening in sweden with street food do you know about the trends that are happening there or yeah i think uh, it's kind of the same problem in sweden that you can't just go out and drive a truck it's not like uh, in new york or something where it's more actually on the street but it's also like here special locations where trucks can gather and stuff so it's actually yeah. quite similar but it's yeah. i would say it's a couple of years behind in in sweden okay so maybe people don't know but it's quite strict about having a food truck in berlin you have yeah. to yeah you can't just roll up somewhere and, and start selling your no. delicious buns <laughs> you probably learned a lot about bureaucracy and food in going through these different businesses um Would you have advice for somebody who is... Cause it's really interesting because I quite often end up speaking to people who don't have a gastronomy background, yeah. but their their passion has led them to food. Um, so would you have any advice to share with people who are maybe thinking about it or finding maybe they want, want to quit their day job as well and uh, what they could do? I think it's a good thing to be a bit naive with it. Um, that's one thing I learned because it is a lot of work and it's so many things that you have no idea why you need it or how to get it, how to get permits and everything. So it's really, it's a lot of um, somewhat strange things you have to think about. Okay. But I think um, as long as you have time and you want to put in a lot of work and that you have understanding family and friends, then I think it's really, <laughs> then it's doable. So they really supported you on this kind of journey? Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm working a lot, so I'm always, I always have a bad conscience more or less because I don't have so much time for social life or um, my friends and family. Um, so everyone's super understanding, which is great. Um, And I, I read the one of the latest posts on your Facebook page that you've baked over 3,000 buns by now? <laughs> yeah. Like 3,500? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I calculated 3,500. Um, And that's just the buns. That's not that's even just including <laughs> everything else. No cakes, no nothing. That's yeah. just the buns because I make about um, 25, 30 every day. Um, so uh, it, it adds up. Definitely. Um, but it's it's fun. I mean, it's great. But uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and have you shown anyone how to bake the buns? Have you have you passed it on yet, or are you still no, you're I, still I the chief baker? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't, wow. I don't I don't dare to yet. Maybe later. But I also really enjoy making them. Yes, it's kind of uh, and they therapeutic are, to knead the dough and everything. Yeah, and they are quite rare to find cinnamon buns in berlin so yeah i think so the, like the swedish ones i think so what's the difference um i actually haven't had one from okay cafe it's on my list for this week but so what's the difference with the swedish um cinnamon roll i think uh, the ones i've seen around here they're more american probably like they're a bit more high and square and they're baked in like a 
tin form thing okay. and a lot of them have frosting on too okay <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um <clears throat> the swedish ones are well they're round and they're like um what do you say like a schnecke um, oh, okay yeah um like a swirl yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and normally the dough is actually also made with cardamom, but ah, okay. I skipped that because it's a the difficult spice for a lot of people. Yeah, it divides um, yeah. the audience kind of. So normally the actual dough contains uh, cardamom too, but okay. I don't do that anymore. Okay, so that's the the real the authentic version. Yeah, is with definitely. <laughs> and have you made them for uh, family and friends back home? The Swedish puns? The yeah, they always, they're always like, oh, you have to come home and make them too. And I'm like, but I need a break. They're jealous that, yeah, yeah so when you go home, you want to have a rest from yeah. from the 3,500 bun making <laughs> exactly. existence. Um, and so do you ever have time to go out and enjoy, and enjoy other people's food? Yeah, I try to. Um, like I said, it's still, I work a lot, a lot now, mm -hmm. but I try to at least uh, go out yeah, a couple of times a week and make meet friends. And I mean, I need to eat anyway. So yes. <laughs> yeah, do you uh, find yourself staying in the area, or do you manage to travel? No, to, yeah, super embarrassing because I live close to the cafe too. So my uh, like my ratio yes. where I move is <laughs> tiny. <laughs> but it's a great area. I mean, there is a lot yeah, of stuff definitely. there um, that you can find. Um, cool. And so what's coming up for OK Cafe? So I guess your menu will be kind of changing. Do you change the menu with the seasons? Yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Um, so we will have um, some soups now in fall. And I'm also making a new salad. It will probably be with uh, mushrooms and like polenta croutons and wow. like a little bit more autumn-like. Yeah. And probably, yeah, the soups. We might add another sandwich too. Um, we'll see a little bit and we also have uh, on the weekends we have uh, plättar which are really small Swedish pancakes with different oh, wow. toppings so we'll see if we will evolve that a okay. little bit too and then we'll probably do brunch bingo on the weekends too yeah brunch bingo uh, yeah that sounds like fun yeah with cocktails and it will probably be that you can win cocktails <laughs> if you have a bingo <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah. um so like this sounds like a great kind of food adventure that you had and coming up different levels of of business um in the bun business and was there i'm sure there was a lot of surprises or things that you didn't expect apart from like extra papers that you had to <laughs> submit to whatever amped um but was there anything that really stood out to you like a like a big learning that you had whether it was good or bad um along the way uh, in terms of business or maybe personal or maybe just learning how much time you have to put in or something like that i think it's always quite abstract before like you know you have to work a lot and you know you have to put in a lot of hours but how much it actually is, it's something you can't really imagine. Mm -hmm. um, can you can you scare us all by telling us exactly how many hours a week you work? I work um, <coughs> most of the tw time between, I would say, 65, 75 hours per week. Mm -hmm. um, That's heavy. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit and less. And it's physical work because you're, you're yeah, needing yeah, I'm dough. In, I'm and in the kitchen standing. all day. Yeah. So I stand from 8 to 8, uh, more or less, uh, mm. Monday, uh, Tuesday to Sunday. 
Um, so that's um, it's tough, but it's also very rewarding. And I think if you do that in a place that isn't yours, it's completely different. Yes, uh, but it's when, when it's your it's own your, baby. When it's your baby, yeah, <laughs> you can do it totally. Um, um, so will there be okay cafe franchise? Opening. Oh, maybe. Maybe I have to open in Stockholm too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. like, open one in the home country. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Um, anything else you would like to add, Mary Louise? Um, yeah, I, I, I hope I can contribute with some Swedishness in Berlin. That's kind of what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, is there a Swedish community here? Like, have you... Yeah. <laughs> there is. Yeah, there's a lot of Swedish people living here. And once you get to know one, you know then them they all. just uh, <laughs> come. Flooding. Yeah, yeah. They must be all them. coming to OK Cafe. Yeah. We were showing the, the football games during the uh, Euro Cup. Yeah. And then that's when I noticed. We showed all the Swedish games. And that's when I noticed, like, uh, OK, there, there is a very are. close community. So it's pretty awesome. cool. <laughs> and... Uh, do they tend to work in certain areas? Like I would imagine that there's a lot of people working in fashion. Maybe that's just a generalization. I think, actually, no, I don't think that many. I think okay. it's very, very mixed, actually. Um, but so I think very a lot of creative stuff, Yeah, I think. From the creative side. Yeah, definitely. Um, are there, does the cafe do anything apart from uh, food, like events or get-togethers or things like that? I think we want to expand a little bit more. Um, you, how long have you been open now? It's we've only been open since uh, Easter, so end of March. So it's still quite new yeah. and we're like trying to figure things out. Yeah. Um, but we also have like a spare room that we might uh, do like a pop-up thing out of. Um, and we're definitely also, if people want to do events or catering stuff, we're also open for that actually. And do you... Um do you have time anymore for the pop-ups or things like that? Not of right the cafe? now. Um, we might do something in the cafe. We'll see if yeah. we're going to do more like dinner stuff at some point when everything is a bit more yeah. um, rooted. But right now there's no time for that. Sadly. Yeah. So it's full time, full time in the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Thank you so much, Mary Louise. Thank you. For coming by and telling Thanks us about OK me. Cafe. <laughs> Um, I will post links to uh, your Facebook and everything in the cool. description <laughs> of this um, and thank you listeners that was Mary Louise from OK Cafe which you can find on Flügerstrasse number 68 in Neukölln uh, a Neukölln Keys Cafe with a Stockholm touch <laughs> thank you Mary Louise thank you okay.